Sarbatavis is one of those uh, facts that it's sometimes hard to understand. Because Tishabov, the Chabna Bayez, we can relate to. Shavasava Thomas, when they break into the city, we can relate to. Samidai is also difficult, granted. But at Sarbatavis, we're not exactly sure what happened. Sarbatavis, they surrounded the city. And therefore, why is that, why is that something that's so, so catastrophic that we have to spend a couple of hours of not eating and, and doing some introspection and reflection about our life? And more importantly, what's the message that we can take from it? This is something that happened 2,000 years ago, more, 2,500 years ago. And it's, it's hard to, to relate to a city that was surrounded 2,500 years ago. Kribbana bias, we feel... We're still living with the Chorban Abayas. We're still living with the broken walls of, 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 the, of Yushalayim, of Shavuot Tzavetamas. But what are we living with about Asar Batavis that we don't have anymore? In a way, Sam Gedalia we're still living with also. We're missing our Gedalim. We're losing our Gedalim. That put out the last, as the Rambam says, the last ember of hope in Klaizor. But what changed? Asar Batavis, they surround the city, and we're not living with that anymore. It's over. It happened. It was a time in history. And that has to be a message that we have to take along with us. I want to I want to share a machshava a thought. So first and foremost, we have to say the lashon Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchas Taniyos, in Perik Aleph, and then again in Perik Hay, he brings out a point that sometimes is overlooked. We're so busy thinking about not eating or not drinking, and we forget what the whole thing is, what the whole point is. And the Rambam says, "V'davazem idarke atchuvahu." Fasting is a, is a purpose. The purpose of it is one of the elements of chuva. When a hardship comes, and you'll scream out, you'll realize as to why this happened. It's a time for introspection. It's a time to look inward, to figure out why are we going through what we're going through. Because of your sins. It's hard to relate to that. Why is it my sins? Two and a half thousand years ago, my grandparents were being over the Zoro and not listening to the Nevi'im, so it's my sins. What did I do? I did anything different today than I did six weeks ago? What, what, am, I, what am I missing about Asar Batavis? Avo says the Rambam. Im but if a person doesn't scream and he doesn't cry, he says, this is, you know, it's how it goes. Countries go to war, countries fail, countries win. But sorrow is in the cross. It's, it's a carry, it happens, it's a mikra. This is being an achter. This is causes a person to stay. This is what I'm going to do, I'm not, cha- I'm not willing to change. The, the concept of I'm not willing to change is a terrible thing, says the Rambam. And these things, these days, are supposed to give us a wake-up call it's time for a change. And this will lead to other problems. That's how you want to play. I'll play with you like that, Hashem says. You think this just happens? Things just happen? Fine. We'll make more things happen. Until you realize things just, just don't happen. When I will bring upon you a hardship in order that you should do tshuva, in time you should carry. You should know, I'm going to add, and I'm going to add until you realize it doesn't make sense. It must be Hashem is sending a message. 
That's in a very general sense when the Rambam talks about Hurustanis. But when the Rambam talks about Asari Batevis, the Rambam says, Yesh Shom Yomim Shekoy Yisrael Musanabahem. There are certain days that every year fast. Because of the tragedies that happened those days. It's to awaken our hearts. And to open up ways of tshuva. This is a way for us to remember our bad things that we do. And the way our grandparents acted. Which is, which is no different, says the Ramam. So what's going on now? That they cause for themselves those tzaras, and they cause them for us. And the reason we're going through this is because we're no different than them. When we we'll remember these things, when we do tshuva, we don't do tshuva only about our sins, but we also do tshuva about the sins of our parents, and grandparents and great-grandparents. And then the Ramam goes through what they are, I'm going to skip to Vasiru Vitevis, Sheboy Samach Melech Bavel, Nebuchadnezzar, Harosha, Ayushalayim, Vehevia, Bamatar, Vamatar. We all know what that means. Nebuchadnezzar besieged the city, laid siege on the city, he surrounded it, and we were in a very dire situation for a couple of months. These are, I think everybody knows this, this is the Varm Shutim, but even after knowing all this, it still bothers. We got a phone call. From, hey Bacher, very straight up. He said, like, I didn't do any Averis, I'm not sure why I'm fasting today. Very, very honest, very honest call. I'm, I'm not sure why I'm fasting today. I hear. I'd love to point out his Averis to him, but obviously in that moment I couldn't. So in that moment, like, I, I hear what you're saying. That's a good point, you know, we have to think about it, we have to talk about it. And that's what we did. We tried to come to understanding. But I think deep down we're embarrassed to ask the question, but we're, we're thinking it sometimes. Like, Seriously? Like, every year, tens of tevis? Like, like, what happened? I'd like to suggest something. There's a famous Avudraham. The Meshayisu brings down a sheet of the Avudraham. The Avudraham says that in our calendar it doesn't work out that Asar B'tevis should fall out on the Shabbos. But if it were to fall out on Shabbos, we would have to fast on Shabbos. Shabbat we don't fast on Shabbos. Shabbat B'tamas we don't fast on Shabbos. But if Asar B'tevis would fall out on Shabbos, we would have to. So again, this is a thought that we like to like put in the back of like, okay, you know what I'm saying? If I would have wheels, I'd be a dumb truck. I'm like, well, what does that mean if it would fall out on Shabbos? Like, what does it have to do with anything? It doesn't fall out on Shabbos. And, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, maybe when Mashiach comes, but obviously that can't be. When we're going to be Chadesh Alpi Adim, there will be no more Asar Batavis. So what's up with Yerham want? What's he saying? It's almost like he sat down and he forgot, hey, it can't fall out on Shabbos. So let's bring out how stark this is, because if we would fall on Shabbos, we would do it. Now, we know Asar B'tavis is the only one we fast on on a Friday when it comes out. And it happens every once in a while that it falls out on a Friday. But on Shabbos, it does never happen. So why is Abraham telling me this? There's many different Mahalchim in the Achreinim. Reb Chaim has a Mahalach. Sameach has a Mahalach. There's many Mahalchim. Reb Chaim says a very simple Mahalach. He says, because the Pesach says, Be'etzam ha'yoyim When Hashem tells Yechezko Anovi about the fast, he says it has to be Be'etzam ha'yoyim that's to be in this day. Just like Yom Kippur says, it's on the 10th of Tishrei, and it doesn't matter if it's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it doesn't matter. So too, would be like that. Yeah, you're right, it doesn't come out like that. But if it would, we would. It doesn't give, doesn't give an explanation. The main Mahalach that the Mepharshim explained 
is what's the gravity of Asar Batavis? And if we would fall out on Shabbos, we would fast on Shabbos. I think this is the key that we have to think about. The words that they use is, because it's Aschalta de Piranuso, because it's the beginning of the tragedies, and the beginning always needs to be much more stark. Meaning, Tishabov, which is, we're done, we're final. I got another phone call today. Somebody wanted to know, a bacher also, he wanted to know, did I ever hear of a minig? He said, I never heard of a minig. He told me, he said, I never heard of such a minig. But I'm wondering if there's such a minig out there. Did you ever hear of a minig that Tishabov, much of Tishabov, they sit down to make a pseudo because you want to thank Hashem that he didn't destroy us, instead he destroyed the Baisemic dish. Interesting. No, I never heard such a minute, but it sounds like a very nice gesture. But again, you have to make sure you're not eating meat, because, you know, you're not eating meat in the nine days, which that's the of it. But it's an interesting thought. Uh, Hashem could have destroyed us. He chose instead to destroy the Baisemic dish. We should celebrate. Right? We should celebrate. But it's a fascinating thing. If Tishabov, which is the end, it's the culmination, we almost got destroyed. That we wouldn't push away. But Aschalta de Peranusa, it was like the beginning of the end, and therefore it's a very strong Nakuda. What, what does that mean? What does that mean, Aschalta de Peranusa? Very hard word. The Gemara Masech de the following statement. Omar Rabbi Yehuda by Idi Omar Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yehuda by Idi said the following thing in the name of Rabbi Yechanan. Eser Matzois Nasa Shechino. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he left Yerushalayim, Hashem made ten stops on the way out of Yerushalayim. Nosh Mikroi, and the Gemara has Pesukim to prove that point. Ukenegdon Golsa Sanhedrin, Mikamaro. The Sanhedrin, when they left Yerushalayim, they also made ten stops. But that we have a Messari for, we don't have Pesukim to prove it. Esen Matsois Nosh Mikroi. I'll show you where we see it in Pesukim that the Abisham made ten stops on his way out. Mikaparis lakruv, mikruv lakruv, mikruv lamifton, mikruv lachatim, mikruv lamizbeach, mikruv lagag, mikruv lachayma, mikruv lair, mikruv lahar, mikruv lamidbar, mikruv lamidbar, mikruv lamidbar, These are the stops Hashem made. He left the kaparis, and he didn't want to leave all the way. But he left. He went to one of the kruvim. And he went to the other one. And then he went to the heichel. And then he went to the entrance of the heichel. He's like, like, like uh, someone doesn't want to leave. Kept a little bit more, a little bit more. And eventually, he was kicked out, so to speak. He went out to the Midbar. And then from the Midbar, he went up. The Ebishim went back up to Shemayim. And we're in Golis since then. Shanamar and the Gemara brings Pesukim. The Gemara says, skipping a bunch of lines, Hashem waited six months. After it got, went from place to place. When it went, when it went to the Midbar... Before Kodesh Baruch Hu went back up to Shemayim, Hashem waited six months. Shemayim Yachzer B'Tshuva. Maybe, just maybe, Klaisol is going to be Chayzer B'Tshuva. Kivan Shaloi Chazru. Once Klaisol wasn't doing Tshuva, Omar, Shechina said, Tipa Chatzman, I don't care about them anymore. Let them be destroyed. Shenamar, Ve'enei Rishom Techileno Monais Oved Minhem. Ve'tikvotam Yipachnet. It's a modern Gemara. What does this mean? The Ebeshul went into Golas. Shechina went into Golas. So we know there's a manifestation of the Shekhinah that's much more present in the Makkah Mikdash or Makkah Mishakadoshim, obviously. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu took that and he left. But then, by that last stop, before he was leaving, leaving, he said, you know what, uh, let me see. I'm going to wait around. And he ended up waiting around six months. Rashi HaKadosh on this Gemara doesn't explain. What does this mean? What does this mean? He, uh, Abishah waited six months. 
The Marshal says as follows. Hani vav chadashim, einem mefurish b'shum makay maimenu. Marshal says, I looked around, I looked for somebody to explain. What's with the six months? Marshal says, I couldn't find anybody that explains it. So therefore, Marshal says, I'm entitled to explain it on my own. V'nir l'farish. Dimiyoyim shesamach melech babal Yerushalayim. Dahaynu miyud v'teveh. Atetz v'tamuz. Today, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yud V'teves. HaKadosh Baruch Hu left, and he went to the desert. And for six months, he waited. What, six months from now? Test Tammuz. Now, what's Test Tammuz? We know Shiva Asa B'Tammuz. Well, Shiva Asa B'Tammuz is not so posh at B'chlal. B'chlik is Bavli Yerushalmi, to Girsis. When is really the fast? Is the fast Shiva Asa, or is the fast Tisha B'Tammuz? We fast Shiva Asa B'Tammuz. Anyone has a theory in the Pesukim, anyone says in one place, that maybe they forgot which day it was, or maybe it was Bayes Rishon and Bayes Sheni, whatever the ter- terrorist is. But Tisha B'Tamas is definitely a bad day. It was equivalent to Shavasa B'Tamas. And that's exactly six months after Asar B'Tavis. Shinikva Ha'ir. Shinikva Ha'ir, I'm sorry. Kimufur Shepayakamo. Heim Vav Chadashim, Uba'aisen Vav Chadashim. In this six months, starting from Asar B'Tavis, Hirchika Shechina Atzma, Kajbochu started leaving. Meir Adlamidbar. When it's Ak Visham, Shema Yachzer Bechuva. Ukishalechazu Ba'isim Vav Chadashim. And when those six months passed, Tess Thomas came, and Klaisol didn't change their ways. Ulta Shechina Vyashim Kaimash. I was like, I'm done, I'm out. And that's when Shemasa Batamas, or Tess Thomas, they broke in. Because they were standing outside, they were laying siege on the city. What took so long? Once you lay siege on the city, you wait a week or two, and then you attack. The terrorist is like, Kajbochu was still holding out. Kajbochu was still waiting. The moment Hashem said, I'm done, I'm out, that's when they were able to come in. And that's, as we know, Shavasa B'Tamiz, or Tess Thomas, was the first time that Kaisal wasn't Mach for the Torah anymore. And he goes on to explain many different Mamari Chazal with this he said. What the Masha is teaching us over here is an unbelievable Makudo. That it's not just it's the beginning of the Gullus. It was the last chance so to speak. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm out, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And if it doesn't change, then we're done. Aschalta de Peranusa means a lot more than just, it's the beginning of the down, beginning of the, the hardships. It's that last chance that a person gets, and where everything can still change. It's Aschalta de Peranusa, but it didn't happen yet, and you can still change it, you don't take advantage of it. What does this mean that the Chaymas we're, we're surrounded. We just finished singing, What does this mean that the Yivanim were, they broke open the Chaymais Migdalai? There's another reference of Hanukkah to here. When they found the Pachshel Shemen, what did they find? They found the Pachshel Shemen, Umunach Bechaysama Yishal Koyengadol. Chaysim and Chaymas are the same exact letters. Essentially, it means the same thing. When you sign something, when you Chaysim it, when you Seal it, that means it's covered. It's, it's taken care of. You know for sure that this is going to be protected. A choyma does the same exact thing. Choymas means a choyma around the city, a choyma around the house is a protection. It's the, same, it's the same letters. It might be different places, but it means the same thing. What's the significance of a choyma? What's the significance of a choyma? And how, when that was breached, did it all end? Seemingly, that we have to even fast if it would come out on a Shabbos. I want to say something. Unfortunately, we have here more of the youth than of the adults. 
So this is more geared towards the adults than the youth. But in a way, it's also geared towards the youth. I'm going to say something. It might be, it might be a little strong, but as the Rambam says, that we have to make a cheshvah nefesh on days of fast, what are we doing wrong? There's something in the world, in technology, you can speak to our, our own guy, if you want to know more details about what a firewall is. It's a firewall. First of all, where they get that name from? A firewall. It's a stolen word. It calls us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises us in Nachem that the walls were destroyed and I will build them a Chaymas Eish. Hashem promises. He's going to rebuild us a wall out of fire. Meaning, that's what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to a firewall. That means that what the, the Babylonians did on Asar B'Tevish, Shavasa was they broke down our walls. They broke down our firewalls. They were able to penetrate into our places that were nearest and dearest to us. There's no doubt that the places that are nearest and dearest to us are our children. Those are the things we value the most. These are the things we'll do anything for. And yet, sometimes the walls are broken open. In many of our homes, on many of our devices, where there could be walls that could protect our innocent neshamas, it's not, it's not as good as it could be. What happens when they surround the wall? And what happens when they finally penetrate that wall? When that firewall is broken, it should never happen to anybody, but when their system gets hacked, it's Gehenim. And sometimes your business can go bankrupt, literally. Once the breach is in, once the breach is open, and other things got in that shouldn't get in. Takes it down. Company can shut down. It's over. Companies have lost billions of dollars when they weren't properly protected from such breaches. That just helps us. That's just the nimshal. The nimshal also is the Chaymet Yerushalayim. The moment that nimshal, and we'll call it a nimshal for now, the, the nimshal is Yerushalayim. That when that was broken open, the moment HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know, it's surrounded, but it's still fortified, still fortified, but then once there was so much sitting at that firewall, at that wall, that when it finally broke down, things came flooding in, and we couldn't protect our Yerushalayim anymore. We couldn't. It was over. And what do you think happens to our precious children? I'm blaming it on the children. What, happen, what happens to our Nishamas? When, when those walls are broken open, even if it's a tiny little hole, what do you think is going to happen? It's one device, this, it's that. This is not something I planned on dealing with when I became... I took the position, but unfortunately I've had to deal with it already more often than I wanted to. Just simple, either just neglect, I hope, it's, I hope I'm, I'm wrong, but if it's not neglect, it's just being foolish. Not realizing that your kids could get through it, and then you're going to be exposed. Forget what your kids are going to be exposed to, but you're going to be exposed. And it's pachat chadim. And we all have this in our homes. We all have, more or less, most of us have technology of some sort in the home. Some more, some less. But everybody has something. And the point is that the moment that first breach happens, that's Chalta de Paranusa is where all the problems begin. That is where all the problems begin. Yeah, so much so, that if we would fall out on Shabbos, it would be Kedai to fast on Shabbos for that. Because once that first thing penetrates, I don't want to say it's over, but it's, 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 a, it's a battle that's very hard to win at that point. Asar B'tavis happened 2,500 years ago. 
But doesn't it happen every day? Doesn't it happen every week? In a different family? In a different community? We have to stop it in the beginning. We have to make sure there's no aschalta de pranusa. You can't have too much protection. I, I love when people say, I went to tag, or I went to this place, and I went to that place, and what ended up happening? My device is, is now five seconds slow. I said, if you need to trade a stock that fast, that you're five seconds slow, you're anyways bankrupt. What, what do you, what's going to take five seconds longer? That's such a problem. Well, what's going to happen? I, I know it's inconvenient. I know it crashes. I know. But, but, but at what cost? At what cost? To the point where we should have our own Chorban Beit Samikdash and our own families? We have Chorban Beit Samikdash. Go, 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 go roam the streets. You'll see some Chorban Beit Samikdash. Some of our very own precious youth that are destroyed because of what they got access to and what they got a hold of. Now, Sarah Batavis, the message is catch it before there's a breach. Make sure the walls are fortified. And the walls are fortified for your children, for your own Shabbos as well. It's something fascinating. In last week's parasha, we see Chayisol is going down to the Triumph, and the Pesach says that there's 70 people. And Chazal, Rashi, we heard yesterday in the Shir over here, that it seems difficult. You make the Cheshbonus, there's only 69 people. So there's different Malchim. 69 is close enough to 70, or round it off, whatever it is. Well, what does Rashi answer? Rashi answers that Yecheved Nolda Bein HaChemes. What does this mean? First of all, Taich. What does it mean, Yecheved Nolda Bein HaChemes? So if you, you have to know the old world, and we're going to learn about it in Navi coming up very shortly in Yerichai, that the way they used to fortify cities was, there was a wall, and then there was a wall within the wall. There was a double wall. Bein HaChemes meant, she was literally not anymore on the way, but not yet entered the city. That's where Yecheved was born. And I ask you a question. What's that? Who cares where she was born? If that's counted as she was born in, in Mitzrayim, then say there was 70. If that's not counted that she was born in Mitzrayim, so then it's still 69. You didn't answer the question. Yeah, it's like a middle. It's like, she was born. It's like she was, but she wasn't. So it's like, the Torah will say 70, but 69. What's the message? What do we know about Yecheved? Unbelievable thing. In next week's parasha, in parasha Shemai, Yecheved gets a different name. She's called Shifra. She was Mishaperes Tavlad. She used to soothe the children. Why was Shifra, who at that age was in her hundreds, why was she the nurse? Why was she Mishaperes Tavlad? So I saw from, I saw from one of the Torah Magdashim, we'll leave it for now anonymous, I saw from one of the Torah Magdashim that he explained that the reason is because in order to be able to relate to the children, you need two things. And the problem is it's very hard to find both things. You need somebody that gets them, that's part of their generation, to be able to relate to the kids. But at the same time, you need somebody that saw the past, that saw Europe, or saw Spain, or saw Yerushalayim. The difference between those Yidin that saw and those Yidin that didn't see. Many of us had grandparents that were able to have by the Siddharim or whatever it was. And we saw Yidin from, that went through the, the, the Holocaust. Our, our, gen, our kids, it's very hard for them to see such a thing anymore. Bein HaChemis means that Shifra slash Yecheved was the perfect person to be able to raise the youth. You know why? Because she was born in Mitzrayim, but she knew the Altaheim. 
she knew what it looked like because she wasn't born in Mitzrayim per se. We had her, she was connected to the youth, but she wasn't yet steeped into the youth of Mitzrayim. She was still attached to what it was, what it meant. What we call Europe, she called Eretz Canaan, what she called Yitzchak's house, Yaakov's house. So you need to be able to have a good Shmiru. The Yidin had a Shmiru in Mitzrayim. Chazal tell us not one story. It'd be one. But you could go through 210 years purity in a country of impurity. So we know that there was two things. We had Yosef. Yosef protected us. You know what else protected us? The Yiddish Amama. The Jewish mothers. Shifra. A woman that was no Lebein HaChemesh that saw what Yiddishkeit supposed to look like and yet is entrenched here with the generation here today. That's a struggle we all struggle with. We want to relate to our kids. But we're from a different era. We still know what tape recorders look like. And our kids don't even know what we're talking about. We know what Cornell Soda looks like. Go explain that to a kid. But on the other hand, you want to be connected to a kid. You want to be, and you're supposed to, you better be. But on the other hand, you want to be removed. If you're so connected to the kid in that way, then you're in the same things that they're into. And that can't be either. That's the struggle of Ben Achimus. That's the struggle of. I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm there, but I'm not there. The people that can handle it the best are the women. Honestly, the women are the most pure in this area. And that's why Shifra had to be Ben Achimus. Yechever had to be Ben Achimus. And that's why Esther Amalek is also Ben Achimus. She was from the generation of Bayes Rishain, transferring to Bayes Shaini. The women are the ones that are able to bring us that transition to be able to protect us. And I find, or maybe I'm wrong, but I find that in this area of having firewalls in our homes, the women are way more in touch of what's, what's right and what's wrong in this area. There's no women here, so nobody's pounding their chest. So we can talk as, as men. We can talk to ourselves. We know that they're much more pure. We know they're much more sincere. They're much more halig. So if you're not sure and she's suggesting, probably listen to her. They're much better in this area. As we go into the week's as we go into the weeks of, of Shavavim, as we go into the weeks of the days that we're supposed to be attacking these things, when sadly there was already a pritz in the Chaimah, sometimes. Because nobody's perfect. That's, that's what we deal with after Asar Mateus. After the pritz happened already, we deal with Shavavim. But today what we deal with is we try to make sure there's no pritz in the Chaimah. And it's on us. And Abish she gave us a tafkid, Abish she gave us these neshamas, and we have to give it back to him. Akadish Baruch says, I'll wait six months. I'll wait six months. The reason the Chassam Sefer says why if it would fall out on Shabbos, you would fast on Shabbos, is the same reason if you would have a tainus chaloim, you would fast on Shabbos. Why when a person has a bad dream, is he allowed to fast on Shabbos? Says the Chassam Sefer, because he's in such pain, eating on Shabbos hurts him. So we want you to have on Shabbos. If a person is in such pain about the Asara B'tavis, then he shouldn't eat fast, he shouldn't eat on Shabbos, he should fast on Shabbos. We don't have that Lamaisa. Because it says in some Sefer, it's for the future. We're crying for the future. We're not crying about the past. Asar B'tavis is not something that happened two and a half thousand years ago. Sadly, it's something that's happening every day in our homes. But it's also something that's happening in the future. And the Chassam Sefer says a fascinating thing. That Asar B'tavis is a Yom Adin. It's a Yom Adin on, will there be a Tisha B'av this year or not? Hashem and Shemayim decided, will Tisha B'av Tavshin Pei Gimel happen? Or will Tavshin Pei Gimel Tisha B'av not happen? Even if it comes out on Shabbos, we cry and fast. It doesn't come out on Shabbos, but even if it would come out on Shabbos, we would cry and fast. Because if something like that, 
If we know there's a tragedy coming, of course you fast on Shabbos. If we know and we're worried that there's going to be a fast of Tishabov, Tavshim Pei Gimel, we would fast on Tavshim even on Shabbos. But if we do ours, and we protect our Yerushalayim, our Neshamas that are pure, that are holy, that are Tzion, that are perfect, that are Mitzayenes, the Tzirek Yishabes Rabban, our Neshamas that are perfect, we would protect that, we would have a much easier time that there, would no, there won't be a breach six months later in Shabbos Thomas, and definitely will not be a Churban on Tishabov itself. But hopefully this time will be the last time we fast the Tzirek Yishabes Rabban. Next year in Yishalayim, we'll celebrate like the Novi Zechariah says.